Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. BuddyCast is back and right before the Thanksgiving. And you know what? We're truly thankful. We have a very special buddy on our show today. Our buddy, Jimmy. How you doing today, Jimmy? I'm great. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. For those who don't know, Jimmy is one of the founding members of the hit band Train. He's a guitarist and has had some great hits out there. So, Jimmy, let's go. Let's start from the beginning. What sparked your interest in music? Oh, man, I don't know. I just I remember picking up. a. I remember my uncle came over to the house one time when I was a little kid, maybe eight years old or something. And he had just bought a, uh, an acoustic guitar at a garage sale, just a piece of kind of junker guitar. But uh, I just remember sitting on the floor, like being fascinated with it and strumming on it. And, and uh, so he just gave it gave it to me. Um, and I don't know, I, you know, I just I just always loved music. My parents uh, had a great uh, vinyl record collection. Ooh. And every time uh, babysitters would come over to the house, that would be that's all I wanted to do. I'd just like make a pile of records and and uh, and play records with them. Um, so I've just, I've just always been interested in music. I mean, you know, uh, watching old Elvis movies growing up, I just always was fascinated by that. Um, you know, I mean, I'd watch him on there and he'd always get the girls, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd just be like, I, w- I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that answers my next question. What led to you choosing guitar? It was your uncle's influence. Yeah. Kind of. Although. From there, uh, I mean, I, you know, as a young kid, you know, and on this big old acoustic guitar, it was too big for me and and my fingers were too small. And so I actually, uh, my parents bought me a drum set at a pawn, pawn shop and I started out on the drums, um, uh, playing drums, but I found it, you know, I, I kept trying to write songs on drums <laughs> and it's, uh, there's not much melody going on there. You know, so it was it was difficult. I, you know, I, I think early on I felt like I uh, wanted to write songs, um, not just play other people's songs. You know, because when you're starting out, playing other people's songs is really difficult. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I always, I, I'm just like, well, maybe it'll just be easier if I just write my own, because um, then I can play whatever I want and say it's my song, and you know, nobody can tell me different. Um, so, you know, I, I was only a drummer for a while until my parents got me a guitar, cheap guitar, probably at a garage sale that, that it was smaller and I could, I could play. And then I started going back to guitar again um, to try and write, write songs. Hey, that's an awesome story. So you're also one of the founding members of the band Train. How did this all come to be? Uh, well, <clears throat> three of the 
original members of Train, myself uh, and Rob Hotchkiss and Charlie Colleen were in a band together in Los Angeles for a number of years, um, maybe like, I don't know, six years or something, uh, late 80s, early 90s, um, a band called uh, The Apostles. Mm. And, and we had a record deal uh, on a small label. It was interesting. It was a small new label called Victory Records. Uh, but the artists on the label, aside from the Apostles, were uh, Yes, Bad Company, uh, David Bowie's Tin Machine. Um, and who else was on that? I think those were like the three big bands. But um, I was pretty psyched to be on a label with those bands because Yes, Bad Company and and <laughs> Bowie were all, you know, huge inspirations of mine. Um, but the, the, the album that we made didn't really do anything. Uh, so the band eventually ended up breaking up and kind of regrouping. Uh, you know, Pat uh, and Rob got together in San Francisco. Rob moved up to San Francisco from L.A. And they called me a few months later, maybe only a month later, and asked if I wanted to move up there and join in with them, uh, which I did. And then we uh, called up Charlie asked if he wanted to come up and join. Um, he was actually living in Colorado at the time, playing in a band uh, with a guy named Scott Underwood, um, who was a drummer. So we're like, well, bring bring your drummer along too, and we'll see how it goes. So that's kind of how the, the five of us, the five original guys got mm -hmm. together. Now, I know there's probably like in the online stories, everything, but in your own words, how did you guys come up with the name Train? It was already, uh, Rob came up with it. Um, it was kind of all Rob's idea. Like Rob, Rob and Pat's wives worked together uh, mm. as teachers in Los Angeles. Uh, Pat had moved to LA uh, in the 80s with his band uh, called Exit, uh, an eerie, eerie Pennsylvania band. And, um, and so the two wives, they, Pat and Rob met each other through their wives who worked together. Um, so Pat uh, started coming out to Apostle shows and, and we would go out to no exit shows and check his band out. And uh, so that's, so yeah, when they moved up to San Francisco and started Train, it was kind of like Rob's idea. Rob's like, you know, he had this name Train and he wanted to kind of make a band out of it. But at the beginning, it was just he and Pat. And then they called me up uh, and it was the three of us and we were all kind of writing and singing our own songs at the time. Pat had songs. I had songs. Rob had songs. We played a couple old apostle songs. Um, but it wasn't, wasn't very long until we realized that Pat was kind of had the standout voice of the three of us as, and had like a, the personality to be a, a front man. Um, so we kind of, uh, unanimously made him the, the singer and started started kind of working the the songs around his voice mm -hmm. and the rest was history the rest was history yes so what was it like working with members like pat you know he's what he's actually from my hometown erie yeah um i mean you know it, it was a really interesting relationship you know i'd, I'd have to say it's uh it was never it never felt like super close like like mm -hmm. brothers you know you hear some bands say like they're they're brothers you know and 
um, it was never really like that. It was almost, it was a little more of a, um, like a business relationship, at least my relationship, me and Pat were like the business guys, mm-hmm. um, in the band and, and the two of us kind of pretty much made a lot of the, I mean, it was definitely a democracy and mm-hmm. we didn't make decisions on our own without, you know, others backing us up, but, but, uh, Pat and I kind of, um, kind of ran the business in the early days until um so you know so we got a manager and a record company and people like that that took over that jobs and those jobs and allowed us just to be musicians you know mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and speaking of my hometown Erie, what was um do you remember playing in Erie, pennsylvania yeah i do uh, as a matter of fact i remember you know in in the early days we didn't play there a, a whole bunch um, we, we played a couple small shows there in the early days. Um, but I remember our first big show, I think, it, I think it was like at some civic center or something mm-hmm. that you had there. Yep. Um, it was canceled. I can't remember the reason why. Um, but I remember we had to, po- and we, we, I mean, I could count on one hand, the number of shows that were canceled or postponed. Mm-hmm. in the 22 years that I was a member of train. Um, but that was one of them. And it was really kind of disappointing because we were really looking forward to going back to Pat's hometown. And it was like, it was, you know, there's certain shows when you see a tour come up and you look at the schedule of all the dates and all the cities where you're going and you kind of, uh, you know, put, put asterisks by certain shows. And, and that show in Erie was definitely one we were looking forward to. And I remember being in the city for the show that day and it got canceled. I think maybe, uh, maybe Pat got sick or something mm. and, and couldn't sing, but for some reason we had to postpone the show and we came back at a later date and, and made it up. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was always fun going back to here, you know, I mean, obviously Pat had a lot of friends there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the early days when we would go there and play like smaller venues, you know, we were we were still touring around the country in a van, you know, and, and with just a couple crew guys in the van with us and hauling a trailer with all of our gear in it and, you know, setting it up ourselves and tearing it down and loading up the trailer at the end of the night ourselves. And it was, uh, I mean, those days, it was a lot of work. Um, and it wasn't like the rock star luxury that you, that you hear about and that mm-hmm. we, and that, you know, we enjoyed later on in our careers. But those early days, it was, uh, it was actually a lot of fun, you know, because, I mean, at the end of the night, we'd break down our gear and then load up the truck. And then we'd go to the bar and hang <laughs> out with everybody, you know, hang out with everyone. Um, and, and you know, in later years, we couldn't do that. Um, you know, I mean, we'd, we'd pretty much get on a bus and take off to the next city, you know. But uh, it, those, those early days were 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 kind of fun because we, we got to meet a lot of people and I got to meet a lot of uh, eerie people and uh, you know Pat's friends and I mean hell we we didn't even have uh, you know money for hotels in those early days so if we went to a place like Erie we were all staying at, at Pat's parents house where he grew up um, and you know we just all crash on the floor mm. yeah. that sounds like that sounds like a truly truly awesome time it was it was really good times i mean at the time when you're going through it you're like you know this sucks you know because yeah. you gotta you got these you know like 
you know, eight hour drives to get to the next show. And then, I mean, you're up all night driving and then, you know, you're, you're partying with the fans at, at, at the bar after the show. And it's just like, you know, and then you're getting up first thing in the morning and doing radio shows. And it was a lot of work. Um, but looking back at it, it was, uh, it was definitely a character builder and a lot of fun. And, and you know, it's, uh, I think it's something that's missing in music these days. Um, because music has just changed so much in the way that music becomes popular. And I mean, you know, you can make albums now on your home computer, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people do, including myself. Um, but back then you couldn't do that. And uh, it's just, uh, it's just a, a different world that I think a lot of bands uh, are kind of mm, almost pre-made, mm -hmm. you know, like that they have a, a song on a computer and they're and they're maybe they sign a deal with somebody and all of a sudden they're like on the radio and and they they skip all that stuff of like being a band and going out on a road in a van and touring around and playing clubs and schlepping your own gear up the stairs and freezing weather and Breckenridge, Colorado, and you know, it's like there's yeah. a lot of that, a lot of that stuff that when I look back at it, it's like I'm really glad that we uh, were brought up as a band the way that we were. We, we, you know, we definitely paid our dues, and I think it it gives you a greater appreciation um, and a bit of humbleness. I think you know when you finally have the success, you're uh, you don't take it for granted, you know, because it's like you worked your ass off to get there. Mm -hmm. And it's all part of the experience. You're absolutely right. It's all things that yeah. you look back at and say, like, I wouldn't trade that for the world, you know? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if Pat would agree. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I thought I, I, I don't know. I look back at it as uh, good times. Mm -hmm. And that brings up my next question. You mentioned like you're you've made some albums online, too. What are you currently up to today? Like what's what projects do you have going on today? Um, today? Nothing. Um, <laughs> um, nothing, you know, I just released, uh, my seventh solo album recently, uh, in October. It's an album called, uh, um, Good Morning Sunshine. Oh. And, and, uh, I mean, you know, I put so much time and energy into making these records, but I, I'm able to put them out a lot quicker than a band like Train because, uh, you know, a band, a bigger band that has like a record deal and, and tours and all that stuff it's usually like a at least a two-year cycle between albums because you're you know you're writing you're recording then you do all the promotional work and videos and photo shoots and all that stuff and then you go out on tour uh sometimes all around the world like a band like train would you know and and that could take a year of touring around the world you know it's, uh, uh so and then you gotta do it all over again but it's like a two-year cycle between albums. Um, I'm skipping all that stuff. I'm like, I'm not doing the touring. I'm not doing the promoting. Uh, I'm not doing photo shoots or videos or any of that stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm able to put out records in half that time. Um, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, that's kind of taking my time, I, you know, because I have no, I don't have a, I'm an independent artist now. And mm -hmm. I don't have a record company you know, calling me up every day saying, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. I'm putting all this pressure on me. Um, I write when I want to. If a song comes 
you know, I mean, I can get off of this uh, interview with you and if I'm humming a song in my head, I might pick up a guitar and write it if it, if it feels right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I may, I write another one when another one comes, but there's no pressure. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I might look and say, Hey, I've got like 16 songs sitting here and half of them are decent, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, so I'm a couple away from maybe putting together a 10, 10 song record, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of how it goes. And it's kind of been about a year cycle for me. Um, as far as releasing albums, which is pretty quick, you know, it seems like, I mean, I just left the band in 2016 and I have seven of my own albums out since then. Wow. Uh, so, but at the moment I'm taking a little bit of a break because, mm-hmm. uh, because this last record I, I worked really hard on and it was kind of, I was kind of going through some tough life changes at the time with it, with a divorce and, mm. um, stuff like that i have two little kids um they actually just left uh, mm. my house they've been with me for almost a week and they just left about an hour ago that's why i look so exhausted because <laughs> um, <laughs> i have one that's about to be six next month and i have a, a an eight-year-old um so when they come it's just like non-stop i mean mm. they're always hungry like i just feel like i'm always like making food and yeah, you know, just watching cartoons and doing stuff, laundry, and you know, it's like I'm, I, I'm like mom, I'm like you know, a dad mom. You're um, Mr. Mom, like the one song goes. Mr. Mom, yeah, and I, I also have a 21 year old. Um, mm. She's off, she's off at college, and she's much easier. I don't have to do anything with her. I don't have to feed her anymore. I just, <laughs> I just have to send her some money and. Pay I was the about rent. to say until she call, until she calls and says, "Hi, Dad." You know, yeah, yeah, you know, but she doesn't. It's like, you know, she's going to college and I had her all set up for that. So it's good and she's doing great. And uh, I'll get to see her uh, tomorrow. Um, mm, good we're, Thanksgiving. We're, yeah, we're going to go to my, my mother's house and uh, and she'll be there. So looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you this question before and it just popped back into my memory. What was the your favorite song that you created with Train? Oh man, there's like so many, um, and just like some magical moments. You know, some songs, it, it it may not be because I like them better than another song. It's just like you know, just like good memories of maybe recording them. You know, um, like a lot of I mean, you know, a lot of the first album. Um, I just posted a thing on on my Facebook page the other I don't know, a week ago or so that I found this old uh, poster that we had on the wall when we recorded the first album um, that like kind of like itemized all the each song and and what needed to be done and all this stuff. It was the way we kind of kept kept track of uh, ourselves in the studio studio, you know, and not forget to like oh we meant to record an acoustic guitar this time we didn't get it done, you know. We we'd have those kind of notes. Um, but it was really interesting to find that and to kind of, uh, I don't know, like a lot of the memories started coming back mm-hmm. um, of recording that first album. And there's some really cool songs on there that, that, you know, like I Am is one of my favorite songs. It's always been kind of special to me and um, homesick. And, um, but I wouldn't say, I mean, you know, Drops of Jupiter was certainly a, a special song. And the way that it came together and and the recording of it um, was was really 
pretty amazing. Um, you know, I mean, I've got memories of, of each record, uh, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say that, like, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, I don't have a favorite song. There's, yeah. there, I mean, I have some, there's maybe a few that I don't like as much as others, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but mm -hmm. for the most part, uh, those are easier to name than the ones that I do like because there's so many that I that I like, you know. And we yeah. and we tried to never put a song on the record that we we weren't all excited about. You know, if somebody wasn't excited about a song, we uh, it usually wouldn't make the cut at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, one song that I personally love is "Ordinary." Do you have any uh, memories from that song? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And that one was interesting because it wasn't on a record. Um, <laughs> it was uh, released uh, as a, a song for the Spider-Man soundtrack, Spider-Man yes. 2. Um, and that was during the incarnation of the band after uh, Rob and Charlie uh, were no longer in the band. And we so we had uh, Johnny Colt on bass, uh, originally from the Black Crows. Um, and we had Brandon Bush on keyboard player, he, uh, on keyboards. And uh, and that was like, that was an interesting song for us because it was like, a real rock song you know mm -hmm. it was like a, and it wasn't written with the band um pat wrote that uh, with a with an outside writer um so it doesn't really sound like traditional train mm -hmm. um but it's a really cool song and mm -hmm. and i loved making the video and i always loved playing that song live it was always a really fun one to play live it's uh and i thought that I, the video was amazing because we got to use like any footage from the movie that, that we wanted to use. On it. And they, I thought they just put together a really cool video for that, for that song. Yes. Well, buddy, we have time for two more questions. Okay. First one is brought to us by our buddy, Jonas Kane from hashtag positivity. He wants to know in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Oh man. Uh, you know what you hear? Let me see if you can see. Let's see. See that little guy down there laying on the floor? Can you see him? Yep, I see him. Do you see there this guy is. right next to me on my hip? There he is. That's my buddy. Um, I mean, like, you know, everybody's, you've got to have uh, friends. And honestly, I don't feel like I have a whole lot of friends. You know, I, I have a lot of acquaintances in my <laughs> life, you know, especially doing what I did for a living for so many years, you know, I mean, you have your high school friends, right? But then you, then you go on from school, you know, high school or college and everybody goes their own way, you know, and gets married and moves to different parts of the country. And maybe at the end of the day, there might be one or two that you still keep in contact with once in a while, you know, yeah. like every few years or something like that, but they're not really like friends that you like stay in touch with in most cases you know mm. and uh and then you you know you go out on the road like i did for all those years and you meet so many people and you feel like you know the whole world right i mean you go mm -hmm. to you go to different countries and stuff and and hey there's the people that i you know i recognize some of those people from last time we were here but i don't know anybody's names i'm i mean <laughs> one thing i'm really bad at names <laughs> And I don't have, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's like, I just feel like I have a lot of acquaintances in life, not a whole lot of like close friends, you know, except mm -hmm. for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, I think having a buddy is, uh, 
is uh, is very important. I think it's, uh, I mean, otherwise, I don't know. Seems like awful lonely if you don't yeah. have a buddy. <laughs> exactly. Well, just to let you know, you are an official buddy here on BuddyCast. You're not a guest. You're a buddy. Right on. Thank you. So the one question, we now come to what we call the ultimate BuddyCast buddy question. And I ask this to all my buddies that come on the show. What is your advice to anyone who wants to be a musician, be in a band, do what you've done in your life and tour with other bands? Um, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's not the easiest road to, to go down, um, but, but it's changed so much that honestly, I wouldn't even know how to go down that road. Like if I were just starting out today as a young artist, um, it's a lot different than when I was starting out as a young artist. Um, and even when train was starting out, um, you know, we weren't like young kids when train got together. Um, I think I was 34. Yeah. I was 34 years old when meet Virginia became a hit song in 98. Um, so, I mean, we weren't like, you know, 20 year old, kids going out and, and making it you know we were we were all kind of like in our early 30s and uh it, it, i mean it's uh it's a really difficult profession you know because and you, you have to be prepared to work it's not just all music you know mm -hmm. it's like and 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 it's uh and it's you gotta wake up early it's like i mean there's just unless you're like really famous you know mm -hmm. and you get to that level then you can start relaxing a little bit but but we never did because pat's a workaholic and because <laughs> and you know i mean and that's a good thing you know it kept us kept us going and kept us in the in the public eye but it's uh it's i mean for one thing i would tell anybody whether it's music or anything like don't give up on your dreams if, if that's something you want to do you got to commit to it and you have to know that that's what you want to do whether you succeed or not you know if you succeed at it um great maybe you can actually make a living at it which is bonus you know and, but if you don't succeed at it and it's just kind of a hobby <laughs> it's still great and worth doing like music is awesome and I think music is like a, a universal language and to, to be able to uh, go down that path and explore that uh, is fun. And you're going to get something out of it uh, no matter what, if you succeed or not, you know. Absolutely. Great advice. Don't give up on dreams and just keep yeah. pushing forward. Even when you're uh, even like, even if you're like an Elton John level or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you just got to keep at it. Mm -hmm. Well, buddy, thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was an honor talking to you. Yeah, you know, my, my, family, my family has talked to you so many times, and I've always been <laughs> on the outside. Now I'm on the inside, you know? You know, so, you look familiar. I feel like we might have met somewhere before, but we haven't. I don't know if we ran into each other, but you've met my mom and sister a dozen times. Okay. Do you know the last name Sorensen, Abby and Lisa? Well, I mean, I do, but I don't know if it's because I went to school with some Sorensons too, where mm. I'm from in Illinois. 
Yeah. Um, Abby is, uh, I think you met Abby. She did an article here in Erie, Pennsylvania, back when like you guys were first starting to come here. And um, I think she also, you had this promotion for Mother's Day or something about like why your mother's like your best friend or something like that. And she used, she used the song, Hey Soul Sister, and said, like, my mom is, like, my best friend. She's, like, my concert – she's, like, the person I go to all the concerts with. She's the one who got me into the band, like, got me into your music and everything. So – and they won. And they actually did – I think you guys did a video conference with her. Oh, that's cool. Her, yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of Soul Sister, I'm going to get up here. I just got this. Let me see if I can turn this to where you can wow. see it. That – is my newest uh, plaque award, and it's for a diamond, uh, certified diamond single, over 10 million sales for that song. Wow. Which uh, which is really special because only 69, I think it's 69 or 63, 69, I think. There's only been 69 diamond songs in history, and nine of them are the Beatles. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. So that, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of uh, awesome to be a member of of that group and to have received that um, award. Yes. Very very proud of it. Love it. Congratulations. Yeah, and before before we end the show today, I have one favor that I ask all my buddies that come on the show. Okay. Go be someone's buddy today. I'm going to. I'm going to do that. Hi, Haiti. Thank you again for being here on BuddyCast. It was a joy and a pleasure. And for all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Jimmy Stafford. Please listen to some train. Listen to his music. Listen to his new album, please. I'm excited for that. And we'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast. Don't feel none it can make it, buddy, here on Buddy Cast. Hey, buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.